This is Dr. Jimmy Nichols, equine nutritionist. On this podcast, we will explore unique cases, debunk popular myths, and break down advanced research data. Join me for a little fun, a lot of science, and some real-world advice for feeding horses. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Jimmy. Welcome to episode 91 of Feed Room Chemist. Oh my, I am not sure where this little whirlwind started, but I have been hearing and seeing all kinds of, let's call it advice, that lignin sulfonate is a product that should be avoided in horse diets at all costs. So stay tuned. I will work through this ingredient and I will provide you with the information that's necessary for you to make an informed decision for yourself if this is an ingredient you feel like maybe you need to avoid. Before we get started, though, this is your weekly reminder to check in with me on social media. Let me know what you're thinking. Um, There have been some really great questions and some good discussions going on over there. And I'm kind of guessing that maybe this episode will generate some more. So you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Just search my handle at Dr. Jimmy. That's at Dr. J-Y-M-E. All right. I'm going to be real honest with you guys. I rarely read social media posts related to nutrition. I mean, ones that are not on the Dr. Jimmy page, of course, (laughs) just like normal nutrition groups or posts in general for like, you know, help with nutrition or what's your advice, that kind of stuff. When people are just like randomly asking other people's opinions on nutrition, like I try to stay away from those. I try to stay really far away from those actually. Um, There are a couple groups that I respect because they put science at the forefront. forefront. Um, They have advanced degree actual equine nutritionists that are on the admin team, but the vast majority of these, you know, nutrition related groups or threads really just end up turning into a bunch of people offering advice that is um, inaccurate or inappropriate for the situation, or you end up with a hundred people trying to offer their discount code to sell some kind of supplement. So it's just not a place that brings me joy. Um, So, you know, even, even when people tag me. (laughs) A lot of times I don't take any action on that. And part of that, you know, part of that too, is just the fact that I don't have enough time in the day to get involved in all of those discussions. Um, I am an absolute efficiency freak. So I pretty much have every hour of my day pre-planned or blocked for something in particular. Um, I mean, I, I have kids, I have horses, I have a husband. So I'm really strict about trying to make sure that my work hours are spent doing work. And that way I can be fully present with my family and my horses and my husband in the evenings. Um, so I do block time, if you will, for social media, but that time block is generally reserved for questions or comments that are happening on the, the Dr. Jimmy pages or what I call my, you know, work life pages. So, okay, I don't know what kind of rabbit trail I was headed off on there, but, oh, I know. Okay, I was just wanting to say, sorry, <laughs> my my mind is a little bit um, not focused at the moment, apparently. So I was just wanting to say that all of a sudden I became aware of a series of social media posts around lignin sulfonate because four of the nutrition consultants that work with me called I'll bet they all called within a period of two hours asking me to help them better explain lignin sulfonate to people who had reached out to them 
based on social media posts that they had been tagged in or that they had seen or whatever the case. So that was a really long way to the point. (laughs) Sorry about that. So back to the original question. Is lignin sulfonate something to be worried about? Well, actually, before we go there, I do want to call attention to a chemical compound that maybe you aren't aware of. It's called dihydrogen monoxide. It's it's organic, or I'm sorry, it's not organic. It's actually inorganic. It's transparent. It's tasteless. It's odorless. If you were to breathe in too much of it, it can actually cause suffocation. On top of that, it is used every day for sewer treatment. It is commonly sprayed onto farming crops and Doctors agree that babies should not consume pure dihydrogen monoxide in the first six months of life. However, it is being administered orally to horses and your children and even you on a daily basis. Are you comfortable with that? I'm curious how many of you actually know what dihydrogen monoxide is. How many of you are about to start Googling information and figuring out every way possible to eliminate it from your diet and your horse's diet? Dihydrogen monoxide is the chemical name for water, right? I'm using this as an example of just how powerful scare tactics can be, okay? It really bothers me when people use a truth coupled with unfamiliar wording as a scare tactic to encourage people's imaginations to run wild on a topic that they don't have any real understanding of. Because let's face it, when our minds don't have all of the information, we try to fill in the missing gaps and, or the gaps of the missing information. And for whatever reason, the human tendency is to assume the worst possible scenario every single time, right? I mean, we never get just a few pieces of a story and then just assume that, you know, everything turns out with magic and rainbows and unicorns, right? My point here is think for yourself, right? If if you notice something come across your phone or your computer screen or email or whatever, and it looks a little bit scary and there's all of these scare tactics and did you knows and you should avoid this, just, I ask you, please (laughs) think for yourself. And if you don't know enough about something, please make the effort to go look into it before you get on a social media platform and do a public rant that, you know, could possibly make you look silly. Okay. Now, I think I am ready to talk to you about the ignredient often used in feed manufacturing that is listed as lignin sulfonate. So lignosulfonate is simply lignin and cellulose. Lignin and cellulose are naturally occurring components of plants, okay? These components are what give grass and trees, any, any living growing plant, it's what gives them structure. It's, it's what gives those cells the ability to hold together and be strong and grow upright, grow vertically, right? Your horse eats lignin and cellulose on a daily basis when they eat hay or grass of any kind, okay? So someone, if someone were to say that they wanted to ban all lignin in the diet of a horse, that'd be kind of like someone else saying they wanted to ban dihydrogen monoxide in the diet, right? Dihydrogen monoxide is water, okay? So if you completely eliminated lignin and dihydrogen monoxide from your horse, your horse would not be allowed to eat any kind of grain, hay, grass pasture, and they would also not be allowed to drink water, 
Okay. So for the fun of it, I'm going to list a few things that I've seen people cite as reasons that lignin should be avoided in the horse's diet. One, it's a waste product of the paper making process. Well, so is water. Okay. Number two, it's used as a fire retardant. Guess what? So is water. Number three, it is used on roads and construction sites to settle dust. Guess what? So is water. Four, it's used in the feed manufacturing process to help hold pellets together. Guess what? So is water. It's called steam, right? So, I mean, are we going to ban water because it's used in all of these different things? Of course not. We're not going to because we intuitively and we intellectually know that water is an essential part of life, right? We're familiar with water. We understand water. Our brains don't worry when someone lists all of the things that water can be used for, like generating electricity and processing human waste, right? But because we're not familiar with the word lignin, we allow our brains, or I guess we probably don't even consciously allow our brains, our brains just like take control and, and our minds just race to these conclusions about how terrible lignin is in those exact same scenarios of use. So long story short, Lignin is simply the non-digestible portion of plants. It's what gives them their strength and protects them from, you know, things like the wind and pests and insects. Um, lignin is extremely abundant in trees. When trees are cut down and used to make paper, lignin is filtered off. It's filtered out. Okay. And then that lignin is used by many different industries in very creative and beneficial ways. So lignin is an organic compound. It is completely safe to be eaten. Um, it's completely safe to spray onto the ground. It's completely safe. I mean, even next to waterways, like there's, there's no, um, harmful effect of, of lignin. Um, you know, another way to think about it is lignin goes into the ground naturally. Anytime a plant, a grass, tree, anything like that, if it doesn't get harvested and taken off of the land, it goes back into the land, right? It decomposes and goes back into the land. That's lignin going back into the land. Okay. And then the benefit that lignin has in the feed industry is to help hold pellets together. So this is really important because dust and crumbling pellets are not a good thing, right? Um, dust is hazardous for your horse to inhale and pellets that crumble apart and turn into fines or dust at the bottom of the bag, that, I mean, that's a portion of the bag that you paid really good money for and all of a sudden it's not usable. So, you know, if 10, 15, even 20% of a bag of feed that you buy turns into to fines and dust and you can't use it, I mean, that that's a pretty good amount of money, especially as much as ingredient prices and feed prices have been going up lately. That's a pretty big amount of uh, dollars that you're basically throwing down the drain. So the feed industry uses lignin sulfonate in very small quantities to improve the durability of the pellets that are in your horse feed. And that doesn't go just for straight pelleted feed. That also goes for the pellets that are in your sweet feeds as well. So if you're feeding a textured feed or a sweet feed that maybe has visible grains in it, like oats or corn, um, if you look closely, most of those feeds also have a pellet in them. 
um, that pellet is in there to provide extra protein and to provide your trace mineral and vitamin packages. So if, you know, I mean, if, if you're feeding a textured feed or a sweet feed, that's oats and corn and molasses and, you know, maybe barley or whatever, um, and it's fortified, meaning it has added vitamins and minerals and maybe added amino acids and protein to it, you're going to find a pellet in there. And so it's really important that that pellet doesn't crumble apart. It needs to hold together really well, which can be challenging in those particular feeds because those feeds are often, um, they're often mixed up with molasses or oils of some kind. And so that wet nature, um, you know, if that pellet isn't really strong and durable, the molasses can soak into those pellets and, and cause them to be really soft and cause them to crumble and break apart. And if that happens, then you open a bag of sweet feed that looks like it has all of this mealy, mashy nastiness in it. And horse owners don't like to see that. And there's actually some horses that get funky, get funny about the texture of what they eat. So again, this is why, um, as as a, as an industry, this is why the feed industry puts lignin sulfonate into feeds. Um, if you, if you want to know if your feed has it, um, it'll be listed in the ingredients list. So you can just go to the tag, go to the section where it says ingredients, and then just scan through the ingredients and look for the words lignin sulfonate. Um, there's nothing dangerous. There's nothing harmful about lignin sulfonate. So I really hope that this, um, episode will take a step forward towards, um, you know, allowing maybe the social media world to, to kind of put some of these, um, uh, just basically put this one to bed, put it to rest. Um, lignin sulfonate is not, is not anything to be worried about. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's important to remember, I mean, anything in this world can be dangerous when it's used wrongly. Right. I mean, you know, like how inhaling too much dihydrogen monoxide or water will cause suffocation or drowning. Okay. So I'm not, you know, when used under proper label guidelines, lignin sulfonate is nothing to be concerned about. So if you had an aha moment during this episode, or if you know someone that might benefit from hearing about it, I encourage you to hop over to the social media channels, um, hop over to the Dr. Jimmy Facebook or Instagram page, um, leave your thoughts, maybe tag a friend. And um, I guess that's all I have for today. It's a little bit of a short episode, but I don't want to confuse this episode by adding another topic on top of it. Um, and I think it's important that this gets out. And I feel like people are more likely to li listen to a 15 minute episode than they are a 30 minute one. So I'm going to leave this one um, short and sweet. And I appreciate you all for being wonderful listeners. If you haven't and left me a review or a rating, please do so either on your podcasting app or on the social media channels. Um, I think Facebook has the option to actually leave a recommendation or a review. And that is what um, goes towards contributing to the, the stars. So if you want to help the Dr. Jimmy page have a five-star review, go leave me a recommendation um, on the Facebook page. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Feed Room Chemist. If you like what you hear, be sure to share with your friends, post to social media, or give us a review. And as Winston Churchill used to say, no hour of life is wasted that is spent in the saddle. So go saddle up.